All right. We are on with the one and only Keva Tanhanko. Hopefully I got that close to right. Um, Keva, can you uh, just introduce yourself for everyone who hasn't yet had the pleasure of meeting you? Um, so I'm Kella. I've been with Endeavor Philippines for more than three and a half years. And I handle entrepreneur, well, ESG for the Philippine office. Awesome. And the story of this of today's podcast was not something that I ever thought I'd be talking about. Um, and kind of happened very casually when you mentioned in one of our like Slack chats, like, oh yeah, you know, we secured vaccines for our entrepreneurs. And I did a double take of like, wait, what? Endeavor helped our entrepreneurs. And you're like, yeah, 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 yeah. It's, you know, access to vaccines. So that's going to be the story of this podcast. I'm super excited. And I thought that alone is interesting. And then you say it all starts with you scuba diving. So if you can set the scene for us, you're scuba diving. How the heck does this play out? So around the, week, the weekend of January 16th, 17th, it was a friend's birthday. So she invited a couple of us to go scuba diving in Batangas, which is two hours away from Metro Manila and one of our best dive sites. So I met one of her other friends who was there and he was telling me about his company, which had actually more than 200 to 300 people. And when we were talking about vaccinations and how this is all going to work out because of our government, he mentioned that he managed to secure around 400 doses to vaccinate his people. And he told me that if you actually reach a certain threshold of orders of vaccine doses, you can form a group or a coalition to order vaccines. And I thought, well, we're Endeavor. We have so many entrepreneurs. Like, I'm pretty sure that we can reach the thousands of doses needed to reach the minimum order of vaccines. So he told me that he was part of this group called EO in the Philippines. And I knew Manny was part of it. So I thought I'll bring it up in our Monday morning all-hands meeting. So when I brought it up to Manny in our meeting, he said he would ask the president of EO if it was possible for us to group order on behalf of our entrepreneurs under the Endeavor name for EO. So we got a message the day after saying you have basically less than 24 hours to put in your orders for the vaccinations. Which, which strikes me as a little bit, wait, so they, they say we can do this. This is the number you need to me and and why 24 hours did they just well, want more drama for the story or is there like is it a logistical actually thing? i feel like this is something they've been talking about in some of their private eo whatsapp groups but we only found out about it 24 hours before the actual deadline so we were basically coming late into the game and they were telling us well if you want to get in on it you have less than 24 hours to Put in your order. But they also told us, we're going to make further announcements tonight or tomorrow. So we decided to kind of wait for it because we didn't want to 
well, we didn't want to raise our EE's hopes that we could get them vaccines, but then we actually couldn't. So we waited until the next day. And then at around 4 p.m., two hours before the deadline, we just decided, okay, we have not heard anything from them. What are we going to do? So we just decided, ah, whatever. Let's just do it. Let's just, let's just talk to our EEs now. So we had two hours to talk to all of our EEs to procure their orders. So at 4 p.m., we put together a Excel sheet on Google Sheets, and then we blasted our e WhatsApp group. And everyone started scrambling, calling their employees, just putting orders, not even sure how much they needed. And by 6 p.m., you could actually see people slowly changing the numbers of doses they needed. Some went from like 20 to 100. Some went from 100 to like 500. It just kept them going up. It's like watching the stock market on a good day. <laughs> so oh gosh. by 6 p.m., Manny put in an order for 3,800 doses. But... Obviously, people were not going to check their WhatsApp in that two-hour window if they had meetings. So there were some EEs calling me, asking them, oh, no, we didn't see this. What are we going to do? So we had to ask EO again, what are we going to do? What can we do? The deadline has passed. So interesting enough, by 7.50 p.m., we found out that they increased the time deadline to 8 p.m. So we had 10 minutes. Manny couldn't order anymore. So at 7.57, he messaged me when there were just three minutes left to be the one to put in the additional 600 doses that we needed for our ease. So that was really stressful because I had three minutes to fill out this form and put in our orders. But luckily enough, by 8 o'clock on the dot, it went in and I messaged Manny at 8.01. It's done. We put in an additional 600 doses, which leaded us to, I think, a total of more than 4,000. Wow. But that's not even over because the next day, our Endeavor Entrepreneurs based in the U.S., who was asleep during that time, didn't even see it. And this was our biggest um, job creator among all of our E's. And he needed 3,000 doses. So he needed to basically double... We order. need to double our order. <laughs> wow. So it's a good thing Manny knew people in EO and that this EE was an EO member. So it's a lot easier for him to, well, basically get this additional order in. But it did take some additional discussions. So the final tally of all of our orders by the next day was 8,000 doses, I would say. Man, I'm just imagining the dramatic music that's in the background as you're were you listening to any music you were no taking, i don't I think i was too stressed even consider listening oh, to man. all right well when we make the movie version of this we'll add some some music um yeah there are a couple of interesting things there that i'm just i'd, I'd love to pick your brain on um sure first is i'd just be curious what was the reaction of entrepreneurs when you kind of like casually dropped it in like oh by the way we can secure you guys some vaccines well the initial comments were actually that's awesome or like wow that's amazing then like the first ee without even thinking about it put in an order for 400 doses so it started rolling from there like people were just excited and stressed at the same time because they had it they had to talk to their employees if they wanted to get vaccines for themselves 
even their families or other employees. So there's a mix of excitement and stress, which is understandable. So we basically gave them two hours to decide, are you going to buy vaccines for your employees or not? Yeah, that is, that is, man, that's crazy. I, another thing that the story raised and when I, when I first heard about it, I thought it was really interesting is actually how does Endeavor relate to the other ecosystem builders? Because the other protagonist in the story is of course EO. And so I was wondering first, can you give just um, kind of like a high level overview of what EO does in the Philippines and how they differ from Endeavor? And then if you don't mind getting in just a little bit deeper, like how do you guys collaborate with EO? How do you differentiate yourself from EO? Manny, the managing director, obviously has a foot in both worlds. Um, so yeah, just anything and everything, EO and Endeavor. So EO is another global organization for entrepreneurs. It actually stands for Entrepreneurs Organization. And they have several different chapters around the world. So there is an overlap of membership between EO and Endeavor. We have maybe five or six Endeavor entrepreneurs who are also members of EO. So they're actually not part of our count for vaccines. So that's another bunch of Endeavor entrepreneurs getting vaccines from EO. And how EO differs from Endeavor is EO is um, more of a sense of community. Like they form different, I can't remember what they call their chapters, but they form different chapters around its members. And they're the ones who self-organize their own meetings around their chapter or by industry or by interest. And they basically have different community group discussions and meetings based on that. So Endeavor for entrepreneurs differs from EO because Endeavor provides sort of bespoke servicing. Like they have an account manager whose role and job is to think of how best we can leverage our resources locally and globally to help scale their companies. So for an entrepreneur, if you're part of EO, you go there to share, talk about your problems and find a sense of community with other fellow entrepreneurs because it's a lot bigger. There's a greater density of entrepreneurs in there. And a lot of it is mostly family businesses or um, brick and mortar self-financed companies. And Endeavor, they go to Endeavor because they want to scale their companies and they know that there's someone out there who's looking out for them to help them. So that's basically how they differ in value proposition to the same entrepreneur. I think, uh, well, thank you for that. And I think um, at least the people maybe who aren't as familiar with the entrepreneurial ecosystem, there's this tendency to be like, oh, okay, entrepreneurship and incubator is the same thing as accelerator, is the same thing as a VC, is the same thing as Endeavor, and then is the same thing as EO. And what is always, I find really interesting is the level of nuance to each organization. And then also not, it's not like an us versus them mm -hmm. thing. It's, as you said, it's a slightly different audience, a slightly different value prop. Um, and just as we think about Endeavor's value prop um, now and moving kind of forward, I'd love to, I'd love to actually put it on you since, um, 
by the time that this podcast comes out, you've been thinking about your own kind of career moves. And um, when it comes to you know, building that community in Singapore, offering a, a value prop to an ecosystem where we're not actually sourcing entrepreneurs. Um, what, how, how do you think about it and kind of what are your thoughts? About the Singapore office and how it's going to play. In our- yeah, yeah. And so, and for context, I mean, by the time this podcast comes out, hopefully it will be public news. We'll put it, we'll put this podcast on the burner until it's like really public news. But um, yeah, your take on, on Singapore, on how you think Endeavor has a role to play there. Okay. So for context, um, we have five local offices in Asia Pacific. So that's Japan, Vietnam, Malaysia, Indonesia, Philippines. And we all have our own set of board members and we all focus on our own stable of entrepreneurs, but we don't have an office yet in Singapore. And initially when Endeavor was um, brought into the region and we started telling people about it, part of our story was to sprinkle the magic of Silicon Valley in emerging markets where it's difficult to become an entrepreneur. So if you're in ASEAN or in Asia Pacific, our Silicon Valley is basically Singapore. Like this is where you will find the talent, the mentors, the network, the capital, the resources to help scale our entrepreneurs. So it makes sense for us to have some presence there so that we can help leverage and utilize basically all of the resources that Singapore has to help our entrepreneurs in Indonesia, Malaysia, Philippines, Vietnam, Japan, further scale their growth. Because Singapore has a, the, the biggest concentration of venture capitalists in the region. They have talent in NUS, SMU, um, INSEAD. They have mentors there that we don't have in our region, especially tech mentors. And since they are, Singapore is basically where most of the regional headquarters are of the largest corporations for companies entering Asia Pacific. It's also a great source of potential partnerships, B2B connections, um, sponsorships. So there's a very rich plethora of opportunity that we can tap for the rest of Asia Pacific. So if our mission is to scale entrepreneurs, then that's a great place to start. And, And perhaps most importantly, it's where I lived right after college for two years and i think that's really what determines all of endeavor's strategy exactly Um, where nathan goes that's where endeavor should go (laughs) i've been trying to convince leadership about that and i'm glad they're finally paying attention to me um all right that's it that was the curveball question um a a big curveball now we're going to finish this podcast with of course my favorite question, which is, what is your favorite Endeavor value and why? Um, pay it forward. Because basically at the end of the day, that's how we build thriving entrepreneurial ecosystems, right? It's because the people we support eventually 
pay it forward to the next generation of entrepreneurs. And that's basically our theory of change. If you want to create thriving entrepreneurial ecosystems, it's because we are supporting and investing in people who will eventually pay it forward. Amazing. All right. Well, thank you. Uh, we'll have to get you back sometime soon. And um, we'll, uh, we'll finish it up here. Actually, there's a part of the story that I think is super important and also that's interesting of the Moderna. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's how we managed to find $200,000 in 48 hours. Whoa! <laughs> I can't believe we were about to finish this uh, podcast without that. I can't believe we, I skipped that. All right. So, yes, you tell, you tell, finish telling the story and then, uh, then we'll finish it up. So, there was another very climactic part of the story where around in March, we had to basically, basically come up with the money to pay for the vaccines. So EO told us on March 21 that we had to pay the full amount in US dollars by March 24. And Endeavor obviously does not have $200,000 sitting around. (laughs) (laughs) So we had to figure out a way where EO sent separate bills to the larger orders. Endeavor basically aggregates the smaller ones and we'll figure out like how to bill all of our entrepreneurs. So we did manage to secure the $200,000 in 48 hours, but there was a straggling $5,000 that we still had to pay. That was basically everyone paid except for this one account for $5,000 and that we were on the hook for. And this $5,000 out of the $200,000 actually caused a lot of issues because we actually reached our own personal banking limit as Endeavor. So Rana, the hero of the day, actually had to go to Manny's house in person, have him sign stuff. She had to go personally to our bank and then to EO's bank to the front of the money before this Endeavor entrepreneur could pay. So, Was there any dramatic music playing in the background then? I don't know, but it sounded probably really hectic if she was driving to Manny's house to the bank, to another bank, (laughs) just to get the rest of the $5,000 in. But by noon of March 24, we did manage to get in $216,000. So yeah, that was the other big climactic moment in the saga, actually. So it's how... So we're all fully paid for the 8,000 doses. And we're in the middle, actually, of finalizing logistics, selecting which vaccination sites the doses are going to go to. And interesting enough, one of our Endeavor entrepreneurs, um, Meredith, her second company is the one in charge of helping with all of the logistics. So, yeah. Wow. And not just for Endeavor. She had, also- she had an F&B mm-hmm. company, what? right? Hmm? She had a food and beverage yes, company. Yes, she had a food and beverage company which she sold to a mentor who was the uncle of an Endeavor staff member. <laughs> and now her second company with her husband is the one procure- helping with the logistics of the vaccines. Wow. All right. So we really only scratched the surface of this Endeavor yeah. story. It is like several it's layers. several layers deep. deep. <laughs> uh, 
and continuously it's evolving. Continuously evolving um, until maybe June, July when the first batch of doses come in, and we have to ration out the vaccines depending on the orders. Oh my gosh! Okay, so then we'll have to do another follow-up podcast yeah. in terms of like you know the learnings for uh, access to vaccines as a service. Yeah, but if you think about it. If there is one big thing we can do for our entrepreneurs, even out of, out of the box, beyond what we do as Endeavor, it's to make sure their people and their businesses can start operating again. And the best way we could do that is to make sure their people are safe. And the only way we could do that is to make sure that they're vaccinated. So how do we do that? We provide access to vaccines. This is like a public health message. It's a message about community. It's a message about endeavor. There's no better way to end the podcast than with that. So Keva, thank you so much. Yeah, thank you.